We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Support your skin health and shop Swiss Skin Care Men's Range from only $8.79 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Welcome in Thursday the 14th of July Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ I'm back home I'm in Christchurch Auto Tahi The boys are up there in the studio with Aroha Holding down the fort Lads Kempe Morena my brother Morena bro Morena It's cold up here today Izzy It's finally got oh. back It's finally got back Walked <laughs> out this morning After one and a half hours sleep Wow what a game last night Telling oh. you now, if you're listening to the show yesterday and you got on, you made plenty because the Queenslanders, they showed up. They showed up and they played some footy, mate. The first 15 minutes was hectic. Honestly, three people Crazy. knocked out. I was just thinking, as he went to bed last night, if it was a game of rugby union, they would have ended up with five yeah. players on the football field. It was that, <laughs> it was that physical, mate. So, great yeah. game last night. That was an absolute doozy. MP, um, mate, state of origin is well and truly alive after that clinic and just entertainment. Wow, it was huge. What a game. And wait, you touched on it, Queenslander. All came from the start. When you start with aggression and you start with a real will and desire to put your body on the line, you get the outcome you're after. And uh, we'll talk about it throughout the show, mate, because uh, there were some masterclasses from some certain players particularly in Queensland. We've got a big show today. We're going to talk to Tony Hiro straight after seven. We're going to talk rugby league and the appointment of Andrew Webster at the Warriors. Bit of COVID-stricken Warriors at the moment. Stacey Joe's potentially out with COVID. A couple of players, but we'll chat to Tony Hiro after seven. And then after eight o'clock, we're going to chat to my good friend, Ryan Crotty, former Crusaders and All Blacks midfielder, currently playing for Kubota in Japan. So our good friends Kubota of the show will be happy with this one. We're going to have a chat to Crotz, uh, see how he's going. He's back in the country. He's just had a new baby, so he's uh, father duties. But also chat to him about the midfield, because today the All Blacks are going to be named 
And I'm expecting a change in the midfield and maybe even a few more. But we'll uh, rip into and have a chat to Crotty after 8 o'clock. And then to finish the show, there's a big weekend of sport coming up. We've got a bit of golf happening over in the UK. Just a small event, the Open, taking place at St Andrews. Looking forward to that one uh, taking place. And uh, also we had the Silver Ferns and the New Zealand A and New Zealand Mixed team go, uh, playing that last night. We'll get Kez on to have a little debrief. I watched the first game, NZ um, Mix versus the men's. And um, you, you're talking about contact, Kempi. You watched that game, mate. There was contact in that game. I, I saw a defender for the New Zealand uh, Mixed team. Uh, he had um, blonde hair. I can't remember his name. Uh, Kez will be able to... Uh, remember his name, but anyway, he was, they were just like pushing, shoving, getting right into each other, anyway, he come down to get an inset, he jumped over one of the New Zealand uh, men's defenders, and like pretty much um, pole vaulted him, and then the, the rest had to come over and tell him, hey, hey, just calm down, calm down, like, it was getting fiery, and uh, it was a good game, man, it was an awesome game of netball to watch. Yeah, some, um, exci- so really, some really... exciting players there. Mm. Man, it was huge, huge. One of the goal, uh, the goalkeep for um, the New Zealand mixed team, he got about 30 intercepts. I was like, wow, man, he's on fire. I wonder if the New Zealand men's coach took notice. But anyway, awesome to see the Cadbury series take place. Obviously, Saul Ferns putting, a, you know, putting on a show, beating uh, NZA pretty comfortably, 67-48. So we'll rip into that chat. But big show today, boys. I'm back home. I've been outside um, just really trying to sort out my, my big... Lake that's formed again, um, slowly going away. But uh, no, it's good to be home. It's good to be home. Wednesday fill up yesterday, uh, Louis. Fiscal fun. Hope you didn't get on. No, I was actually, if you if you kind of read between the lines yesterday, I was pr- kind of trying to talk you off the ledge with backing it, to be honest. Well, you um, did. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't back it? Nah, nah, I didn't back it. I didn't back it. I actually forgot about it. Got home and I checked it and I was like, kept going down, kept going down. And I was like, last. Oh, wow. What a horrible horse. Yeah. No. Was, didn't, I, um, ma- didn't make the step up. No, I didn't have a bet. <laughs> and I didn't have a bet yesterday and I was pretty glad. Although one punter had a big bet. Someone had a oh. five leg multi and nearly collected about 300 and something grand. Uh, and yeah. they missed in the last. Who did they have again? Um, Astrodeal. Astrodeal in the last. Astra- and. Yeah. I really want to know if the TAB gave them a cash out option. So do I. No, mm. love the TAB. Love the TAB. No way now they would have gave them the cash out. <laughs> cash out option. Honestly, you're thinking there, you're like, maybe if I did a four legger. Mm. Did a four legger. He did a $200, $200 five leg multi, and he got um, the first four. And I don't know how he got the first four, but he got them. He backed Sam Spratt's one. That one paid six bucks. Most of them were playing like four to six bucks. And then he had Astra Deal paying $3.80 to bring it home. And, and you know what makes it worse? A $33 shot won the last. <laughs> Viper. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, look, this is why the TAB is still in business. <laughs> and most punters mm. aren't. <laughs> this is why the TAV, they want you to take that extra that extra uh, k- little uh, market on there, the extra chance, because every time you put a multiple onto your multi, they are going, yeah, another one. Give us another one. I've actually had a look at the races this weekend, the fields for Saturday, 
and there is some really nice racing at Ruakaka in particular. There's the big jumps day, Wellington Steeple and Wellington Hurdle at uh, Trentham. But there's a couple of nice chances up at Ruakaka at odds that, I, um, that I'll highlight later on. I think it's going to be a great day, really even strong fields up at Ruakaka. So in loveracing.nz, I'll take you through those and a couple that I wanted to highlight. And Baz, he's also got a horse racing this weekend, Blesk over in Australia, and Blesk, if the track stays good with the lightweight second up, I think um, I got a little video sent through. I said, Baz, what's the mail? Sent me through a video of Blesk from John O'Shea. This horse is looking stunning. It's looking really good. It's not its finale, but at about $5, $56, that's got to be an each-way chance at Randwick this weekend as well. So, yeah, the racing's just starting to – look, I know it's the middle of winter, but it's just starting to get the, the wheels are in motion again, and I'm starting to get the uh, the juices flowing about a big spring of head, boys. Are you actually, though, Louis? Are you actually? Because you've just been a bit dormant for the last two weeks. You know, you've just been sitting there. You know, you, you you love racing. You're just eating around the bush. We know that. We know that you're having a wee um, break. And we, we, I commend you on that, mate. It takes it takes a, a man to to really just step aside and do what you're doing. But when are you back? When the tracks are better. As simple as that. I'll be back when the tracks are better and the good horses are back. I'm sick of backing well, slow horses because there's more variables. When the big stables start to roll out their their good horses, we get more exposed form. Next Tuesday, there are a lot of good horses trialling at the Cambridge Synthetic. And once we can have a look at them, I'll feel better about having bets and declaring them. But in the meantime, I'm, um, I won't be peer pressured into throwing out shit tips. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, so you like the gravy. You don't really like the hard mahi at the, during the next week. Okay. Next week, Lizzie. Next week. Just be patient. <laughs> Did you know the, the thing is, nobody actually makes you put a bit on. <laughs> <laughs> nah, well done, mate. Well done. I'm looking forward to having you back. Oh, look, yeah, I've, I've had I've had a couple of days off, so I'm I'm itching. Um, looking forward to this week. Bless got back. Bless a couple of times. I backed it a couple of times. I backed it in its first race, and my brother was with me and. Um, Bears rang us up and he's like, back this place, back this place. And my brother's like, sweet as, put his, you know, put his last 20 on it or something like that. Had a wee go and lost. So rang Bears and paid him out. But um, I'll, I'll watch that one. I'll watch that one, Louis. Anyway, anyway, looking forward to it. Uh, what else we got, boys? What else been happening? Back up and home. I'm home with the family, so just been... Ah, oh, mate, picking up my daughter, carrying her around with her one leg, and she's demanding me, so can you take me here, Dad? Take me here, Dad? So she's busy old household, but good to be home and ready to rip into today's show. Big show. Looking forward to chatting to Tony Edel, Kempi, after 7 o'clock. Have him on. Obviously, big changes at the Warriors, and we haven't even talked about it. No, well, we haven't, have we? We haven't mentioned the coach and, and Webby, Webster, Andrew Webster coming mm. on board and what he's what he's about to uh, embark on, what journey he's about to embark on. I think he's got 2.1 years, that's average, before he uh, he faces the music. Man, well, whether, whether or not he'll see that out, we'll, uh, we'll have to wait with what's going on. Um, but, yeah, you talk about development as well because, you know, Tony's a head of development, I'm pretty sure, mm. and, and at the Warriors. And he'd been there for donkey's years, mate. I, I put him on when I was coach. Uh, he was part of my analysis team way back then, but he's moved up through the ranks. He's actually... I think at the time when Andrew Webster was here, he may have been the other assistant coach. Um, so he'll know Andrew Webster really well. There's, oh, mate, legs, legs actually, um, there's a lot, go, a lot going on. You know, Queensland getting the origin win last night against all odds with Munster out. That's a massive story today. 
Um, the other one is Stacey Jones not being there for the week because of COVID. You know, so COVID, mm. I think across the board in every sport, everyone we seem to talk to, we've got a COVID story. We've got Nolene, uh, Nolene uh, Toru out of the, the Silver Ferns. You know, you've got people going down left, right and centre um, now. So, yeah, really, really interesting times about how people are handling the COVID situation. Um, mm. and, and especially with Stace being out too, you know, I can't see for the life of me the boys getting up the way that Stace was getting them up against Parramatta. Um, I don't see Justin Morgan being able to do that, you know you know what I mean? So the other part to that too is I don't know if Tony Iro knows, but what does it look like next year? Does does Andrew Webster bring in his own coaching staff? Does it change again? What happens with all the philosophies, et cetera, et cetera? So I'm looking forward to that chat um, later on later on this morning. And Ryan Cotty too, mate, getting getting some insight from him on what he thinks the midfield should look like because that's another interesting chat that's coming out mm. of today is the naming of the All Blacks. We're all sitting here. I thought that would have would have just come out and said, like, these are the guys that are playing. I don't know why you wait till Thursday. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what that midfield's like. I'm looking forward to see who starts at 10, um, what, what their bench looks like, whether Sam Whitelock's coming back, whether they move Scotty Barrett back to... Back to blindside, um, yeah, just some real crucial decisions. I uh, and and the Twitter has been going off from the Irish mate. They are into mm. the All Blacks. You know, the Herald yeah. wrote a, an article yesterday where they basically said that this is do or die for the All Blacks. Like they come out back page, mm. do do or die, and the Irish have picked it up and said the panicking. They even the the turning on the All Blacks is under panic, and I'm going, man, it's just it's starting to kick off, ramping up the World Cup. I reckon a lot of it's mind games. I reckon they're trying to trying to rattle the the rattle the cages. And I'm mate, if they win, what do you reckon? I think the I think the cattle just, uh, the the cages will surely be rattled. Yeah, I said they will be. Yeah, they'll be rattled, and there'll be a lot of questions there to be answered. Um, look, we had Bernard Jackman on earlier in the week. And it was quite funny. I was, I was sitting there, and I got a little um, a notification from Bernard on my Twitter, and I was, oh yeah, what's this? When I clicked on it, he actually tagged me in that that um that article, "Do or Die" from in the Herald, and I was like, what's he tagging me in this? And he said, "They're panicky, they're panicky." He wrote a little tweet on it, but he tagged me in it. I was like, get out of here, Bernard Jackman. He tagged me in that. But mate, honestly, it's it's yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting game. You know, the, the All Blacks, under so much pressure, they're at home. Um, you know, like Sam Kane's comments coming out, and they, they're, you know, they're angry, and they know what's uh, expected. Look, and, and even with the Warriors, you look at you just look at last night's game. You know, no one predicted. Everyone thought that Queensland would just fold over, you know, after months of going down. And then a young guy, Dearden, coming in, who I thought was freakish. He was, he was freakish. And, he didn't look out a place. He didn't look out a place at all last night in that um in that game. And and so you don't look any further than that. All it is is attitude, a will and desire to get up and be where your mate wants you to be and be aggressive and just have that want. And I saw that in Queensland last night and, and that's all it is. Who wants it more? Who wants it more? And that's what they did last night. Queensland wanted more. Did the All Blacks want it more? Um, do the Silver Ferns want it more? So that's that's what it is. Do the Warriors want it more? Yes, their backs are against the wall. They've had a huge couple of weeks of changes and, and everything like that. But, mate, don't look too any further than last night's game. That will inspire anyone. And um, 
yeah, I'm hoping the Warriors can can find some inspiration from that. Yeah, mate. I think I think it was a deep into to the last into the third quarter before the first error was made of the game. Where New South Wales, um, I think it was a, was a play the ball. It was mm. such a high caliber game, and you're dead right on the contact, especially right from the kickoff. Billy Slater did a preview um, conversation before he walked out to 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 go up to the box, and he he just said, "Mate, we're ready," and I just went, "Whoa, here we go, man! She's on," you know, because a coach knows. Mm when his players are going to go out there and give um, give everything. And both teams gave everything, and New South Wales were the ones that ran out of petrol in the end. What about Gagai? What about Gagai? What about <laughs> him throwing them, Burton, mate? mate. Yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is old he's, school. He's the, ne- he's the next one. He's the next one in the boxing ring. Dead set. <laughs> I'll tell you, Paul Burton. Paul Burton, he threw three, and he, mate... I felt the wind from here when they went past Gagai's face. He, he needs to get some. He needs to go to Specsavers. He's miles off that shot. <laughs> got absolutely smoked. It was a great game. Mark said, "Morning, boys. Well, what a game of footy at everything. The start was vicious, and I'm happy Queensland won. Let's see the rugby boys serve it up this weekend. Yeah, Mark. If they can play with that intensity and that desperation that Queensland replicated." Hey, everything that the All Blacks are saying points to this being like knockout footy. They're comparing it to the last test of the Lions series, is he? They're comparing it to a, a quarterfinal or a semi-final in a World Cup. Ireland's getting into us in the media saying that means that the All Blacks are panicking. But I think the All Blacks are just trying to put in perspective how desperate they need to be if they're going to beat this Irish side. And they're using all of the tools and all the strategy to do so. One of the biggest... Uh, tools that they can use to beat Ireland this weekend is an obvious one and it happens before we get out there and it would have happened at the start of the week. It's selection. Can't wait question of the day. So with that in mind, 0800-150-811, that's the Kennard Tire phone line. Come through, get in touch with us. We want to hear from you this morning. Izzy, Tony, one selection that you will change. For this weekend's test, do or die, it's knockout footy, they're calling it, against the Irish. One selection that you are doing, the one there might be more than one, there probably will be. But for you, the one selection that will make an impactful difference in the mean that the All Blacks get the upper hand over the Irish. If you were Ian Foster, what would the first pin to change the name on a sheet of paper be? What would it be? What would the string you would pull be? I can see the... I can see the Little uh, cogs going off right now. You guys are thinking deep, and that's what I like. From you, 0800 150 811, come through. Double eight, double three. There's a few. Is it midfield, loose forwards, props, halfbacks, first fives? What is it? Outsides? What's the one selection? Kempi's going to give his answer after this. So is Izzy. It's 20 minutes past six here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Health with Inner Health Digestive Defence. 60 capsules and now only $41.99 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Can't wait question of the day. 26 minutes past six o'clock. It's uh, All Blacks team naming day at about 11.30 odd today. There are wee selections made. What if selection changes made, what would the one change you make be? Richie says Michael Bracewell in at second 5'8". He's been carving up the Irish attack. He has great hands and is accurate on defence. He's basically the Irish kryptonite. I love it from Richie, is he? <laughs> that was gold, Richie, gold. Bracewell, mate, bit of a sporting fan there. I wouldn't be surprised if he could actually get out there and do a job, mate. Great little message there from Richie. Um, good question, Louis. 
Great question about the the All Blacks. And if you want to get a little bit of an inkling of where the All Blacks are going, look no further than their Instagram. Go to the Instagram. You can see their photos. You get an understanding of the connections. So Offers Plan, I can see. If you have a look at the photos, you can see Offers in the team. I think actually a kid is in the team, if I'm going to have a guess. Oh. Well, you know, because they have the, the, the players that are running on and, and you can you can get an inkling. Because that's a team run. And they'll put the players out of combinations that are going together. You can get, you know, Richie's kicking one. Uh, there's a few there. There's a few there. So go have a look. Davey. You can probably have a Davey will be there. So that's my that's that's my thought. So Davey will be playing um, 12. I'm, I'm 100% predicting that. So I'm predicting him to start at 12, but that is not the one change I would like them to make. The one change where I'd love them to go to is look no further than the one and only. And you look last night, what a bit of aggression, a bit of attitude, and, and a bit of hunger and desire can really um, inspire your team. So this guy can do it in truckloads. Dane Coles, I want Dane Coles to be in there. Colesy, he hasn't played much rugby. I, I do get that. But, mate, when you've got... You look at Richie, never trained all week, went out there and played test matches. Played not that often in, uh, for the Crusaders, but went out there and did the job for the All Blacks. A guy like Dane Coles, who's got a ton of experience, um, he's done the job before, he knows what it takes to win test match rugby, with do or die, like they've said. But the one thing he brings, edge. Mongrel. Never, ever takes a backward step. You know, if, if Peter Mahoney does that ever again, he'll be right up in his grill. And, and that's what I want to see from an all-back. A, a, a no... A no-crap attitude. Just get out there and, and do the job. So for me, Colsey, Kempe, I'd love to see him in, a, uh, in amongst that, that squad. And I'm predicting, hopefully, that they they see that as well. For you? Yeah, look, Colsey be great. You know, like you said, you get a little bit of mongrel on that side. They're going to need that this weekend against um, the Irish because they're going to bring plenty themselves. For me, I'm going to go Will Jordan. I think Will Jordan, I think Will, what Will Jordan does is he frees up a lot of players around him because of the threat that he brings to the football field and then he scores some points. So, I, you know, like Queensland did last night, the All Blacks will know what it means to, to actually go out there and put their bodies on the line. I think they'll do that. But on the flip side of that, they're going to have to have players on the football field that can create space and score tries and Will Jordan does that in bucket loads, mate. So... You've seen, you've seen what happened when Geordie Barrett skipped off that inside foot and went to the outside of that defender and pushed him off and just put Will Jordan in down the outside. That's basically because Will Jordan held his line. He didn't panic. And he just let Geordie do his job, and the next minute he's in the, he's in the clear. I think he does that both sides of the both sides of the coin if he's playing on the wing. Um, and the other part that Will Jordan needs to be out there, because if that doesn't work and the midfield doesn't click, you can move Geordie Barrett up and put him straight back to fullback. Yeah. Love it, Kempi. Hey, I'm going tight. I'm going forwards, and I think I'd be surprised if they start Akira. I really would. I, I think they need to go the opposite of the sort of player that Akira brings. I look back, and I never saw the Scott Barrett blindside thing coming, to be honest. But once yeah. I saw it a couple of Saturdays ago, I got it straight away. I understood what he was there to do. Just more size at the breakdown. I don't think the All Blacks can beat the Irish without breakdown ascendancy. I think we knew that going into the series. And we looked last week. Yeah, there were all these unforced errors and the execution was way off. But where were they getting smacked between the eyes? Up front, right in the teeth of the battle. So if Sam Whitelock is available, he's a, obviously not... You put him straight back in there and lock, and you move Scott Barrett to yeah. the blind side. I just want to see yeah. Scooter back on the blind, is he? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. I, I'm, I'm thinking if a kid is going to have a chance, he'll be off the bench. He'll yeah. take probably Peter Gus' 
Peter Gus's uh, place. Yep. Yep. Fair I, enough. I agree with you 100%. Cool. There we go. Uh, let's get big. Let's get nasty. Brody, Dane Coles, Scott Barrett. Let's push the line. Um, we'll probably mm. see cards this weekend, but they can't win if they're passive. Half past six. We don't uh, want more cards, Louie. <laughs> hey, I saw some Kempe, you'll like this. I saw somebody say uh, this, early this morning, did rugby league just gain ascendancy in New Zealand? Because this week, Rugby Union has been copping a lot of flack and Rugby League after that State of Origin game off the back of that awesome Kiwis performance. State of Origin is alive! <laughs> Rug- I'll tell you what, it'll never gain ascendancy under the current structure. Ooh. And I did, you know, it's really funny you say that, Louis, because I went to bed last night thinking exactly the same thing. How much and of a better game is it to watch at the moment? It, but you know, a lot of the, a lot of our listeners are actually saying that I'm, I like watching rugby league, and, and the rules and the decisions in rugby union are turning, getting me to turn the TV off. Mate, people never say that in this country. Like I never, you know. So our rugby, our rugby, I think the All Blacks get it turned back on this weekend, is he? If they can go out and win, and win well. That's right. Never been more important. Twenty eight away from Stephen Kempe. Uh we are going to <laughs> We're gonna come back after Aroha at the News for Kubota together with shaping and building New Zealand and we're gonna talk some ponies. Is he's getting itchy? He's getting grumpy at me that I'm not tipping them out. Well uh, we'll come back and I might throw one or two out for the weekend to follow after this here's Aroha. SENZ, 26 away from 7 this morning, Thursday the 14th of July. The Open starts tonight. I will be having a bet on that. Always have a bet on a ma- on major championship golf. Uh, ooh, a rock hard St Andrews. Who's got the skills necessary to battle the conditions over there? We'll find a winner for you throughout the morning. Um, keep coming through with your selections, your change. Mark says... The coach, we're talking all black selections, Mark. You can't change the coach the week of a test. Uh, but you know what? If they lose this weekend, I guarantee you the crisis talks will, well, in some fashion be going on. So come through, double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We've asked the question a couple of times this week. What do you think happens if they lose this week? Maybe that's one for next week to get through. Let's get through the test first. Uh, double eight, double three. Who's the selection you want to see in there? Ed says, Morena boys, my selection is my nephew, Dane Coles. There you go. Get Colesy in there for a bit of mongrel. Up front says, Ed in Tolaga Bay. Although he's not in Tolaga Bay anymore, but we're still Ed from Tolaga Bay. Loveracing.nz is your home for everything. Thoroughbred Racing. Next weekend's the Openaki Cup, Kempi. Pretty big race for Taranaki. Pretty big race, race for me. 100%. We've won it before with our boy, and uh, he'll go around again next week. You reckon, so he's lining up in the Open Aki Cup? He's lining up again, yep. A good field, I think, the the one next week. I think Alan's going to put a couple on. I think Darcy Labama um, is running in that one as well, but I'll have to wait and see because I'm going to get Alan Sharrick, shh, the shake, back on the radio next week so he can tell us himself what he thinks the best bets are. Outstanding. Well, this weekend they're racing at Ruakaka up at the beach there and also down at Trentham. So it's uh, Wellington Steeple and Wellington Hurdles Day. So, look, um, the, the season that Paul Nelson and Karina McDougall have been having, 
you would be very brave to tip against them in the features. Sean Phelan as well. I know that people don't like necessarily, some people don't like backing uh, jumpers because there's too much variable and there's variance, especially getting over the sticks. But at the moment, nobody is piloting them better than Sean Phelan. There's a tip for you. So if you see Sean Phelan on one, you can have confidence that he's going to give it every chance. At Ruakaka, at the beach, man, it's their ITM Jib uh, Whangarei kind of stayers day, or sorry, uh, finals day. So they've had these series running through the winter. They've got their sprinters over the 1,400 metres. They've got their stayers over the 2,100 metres. And the fields have come up super for these races. Nice prize money, $60,000 for uh, those races. And Jodel and Gal backs up again in the sprinting race. Now, this is about as even as a sprint you'll get through winter. Uh, tight line's going to have the claimer Crystal Lindsay on it at the top of the book. This is race number seven at Ruakaka on Saturday. Uh, tight line's won at the track already this prep. And it all kind of depends on what sort of track we're going to get up here. You've got different horses that carry handle different sort of winter tracks, all kind of lining up in these finals of this series. And if we're going to cop a heavy track, someone like Jodel and Gao is going to have every chance. Um, Ocelletta will be looking for that heavy track as well with the lightweight 54 kgs. But if it is coming up soft and it manages to dry up there, which I'd be wary of because of the amount of rain New Zealand's had, that brings an Irish girl tight line at the top of the book. So what we'll do is we'll have to keep a close eye on the weather and we'll we'll leave you with um, where it looks like it's going to get to tomorrow. But on Saturday, the mail run will be the one we'll really get a read of what the track should be doing and uh, who that might lead. I've got Jodel and Gal on top in this in the sprinters. I just think she's a touch classier than the rest of them, but I would like a bit of water to be on the track. In the stayers final, it's another super field, and Chevron, who is back-to-back winners, uh, back-to-back winner now, and streeted them in the last time it raced at Ruakaka by about seven lengths a few weeks ago. 280 into 230. Chris Gibbs, the locals here, are very confident of Chevron. And why wouldn't you be? It's had nine starts, three wins. It's a rating 75 already. It's progressing through the grades really smartly. But $2.30 is too short to me. When you've got a horse, C-Jets, there, who, if the track is softer, on the softer side of the heavy, I'll be having a crack at C-Jets at $8.50. I just think it was huge running a third last start in a very heavy track and was still coming late in the picture. Naranjan Palmer will claim it down to 54 and a half for Paul Richards. So for me, I'm with C-Jets in the Stayers final. I'm with Jodel and Gal of the Sprinters final at the moment, but it is very track dependent. And I've got one that I think we will be backing in race number four, but the market's not open, so I'm saving that till tomorrow, is he? Oh, I'm going to have a look. Race number four. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. No, not Bears is one. Okay. I'm okay. <laughs> oh, sad. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was Rabada, mate? Oh, wow. He's not taking Tabata up there, is he? <laughs> no, Rabada. <laughs> He's just ruled him out before. <laughs> 
Wow, I'm back to it. No good. No good. It I'm actually ran a really good third last night. <laughs> That's the irony. It ran its best race in a long time. I actually thought about it as well. Um, to be honest, it's a chance. No, no. We'll save it, Izzy. I'll save it. But I do have one I want to back tomorrow. Um, and I'll let you know where. And there's actually a really good two-year-old race as well. But we can't do it all now. Deploy up against Wessex, up against Pacific Dragon, your best friend, uh, Izzy. So, look, there's a couple of really, really nice races up at Ruakaka this weekend that we can all sink our teeth into. So I'm excited and I might oh. be back this weekend, actually. I like the fields enough. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. You, you've taught me into it. Jalil and Gao. You're getting all excited, into, is he? Um, no, yeah, I'm getting <laughs> excited. I'm getting excited. Frantically well, writing. I better, we, we better rabata on, okay? So we'll go through and uh, we've got Quizzy Dag coming up, haven't we, Louis? We've got Quizzy Dag today. Another draw? We got a fifty dollars TAB bonus bet coming up, and Chris, who's just said, "You reckon you had a day off yesterday, Louis? Well, I backed your tips. You were zero and three that you gave Smithy. Hey, mate, <laughs> Smithy's asked me for a couple to follow. I'm just throwing a couple out there that I think should be nice chances. You they were nice you can't chances. Just say that you can't just say that they were nice chances, Chris. You don't. I don't have to back every single thing I think's going to win a race, mate. That's personal preference. But if you you, you might want this fifty dollars bonus bet because it sounds like you're a little bit wounded. Come on. So, Chris, so come, come through. We'll get you in the draw, Chris. Get Will- with Willem and Travel to go to the Goldie 500. We'll make do with that. 0800 150 811. Wow, Chris is not happy with me. 19 away from 7 this morning. We'll be back after this with Quizzy Dad. Give- Cars on the line. Oh, eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. You're mine. It's Quizzy Dag. Give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag. Now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag. Who knows the most? It's Quizzy Dag. We're going to the go go. Come on, come on, Chris. 0800 to take on the Quizmaster. Still waiting for your call, Chrissy. Louis wants to hear from you. 0 and 3. Louis, redeem yourself. Maybe, maybe this weekend at Royal Kaka. I'll follow you in, brother. Anyway, we'll rip straight into it. we got Richie from Upper Heart. Morning, Richie. Morning, Izzy. Ooh, here we go, Richie. Good luck. you got one phone a friend from. The one and only Tony Kemp. Here we go. Question one. Who won player of the game for the Silver Ferns last night? Ooh, that would be Whitney Sooners. Whitney Sooners is correct. Well done, Richie. Question number two. Which NRL club does Queensland debutant Thomas Dearden play for? Cowboys. The Cowboys is correct. Question number three. 
before being called into the Irish squad, Michael Bent's day job was what? Uh, phone a friend, Kempe. Old MacDonald had a... Farmer. <laughs> I need I need a ty- type of farmer. <laughs> I need a type of type farmer. Of... Oh, now we'll have to go to the country clueless. Um, that's scary. <laughs> Dairy Farm is correct. <laughs> oh, welcome to the club there, Richie. Here we go. Question number four. Who scored the first try in State of Origin last night? Oh, um, it was Queensland, so we'll go... Cobbo was off. We'll go Gagai. Close. Yeah, guy is incorrect. Sorry, Richie. Well done, mate. We'll chat to you tomorrow. Tony from Auckland. Morning, Tony. Morning. How's it going, boys? Morning. Yes, very, very good, Tony. Good to hear your voice, Queen brother. Land. Here we go. Queensland. <laughs> Question number four. Valentine Holmes, bro. Valentine Holmes. Valentine Holmes. Lucky you didn't get on Papali. Ooh, that would have been a heartbreak. <laughs> anyway, Question number five. To take home the $50 TAB bonus. But here we go. Who is the ASB Classics first major signing for 2023? Oh, cheapest creepers. I would have never clue. Um, oh, I'll have to go. <laughs> Lambrun. No. Sorry, Tony, mate. Have a good day. We'll chat to you tomorrow. We're going to go to Zaid. Morning, Zaid. Good morning, Cameron Norrie. Cameron Norrie is correct. And Zaid. From Buckland's Beach Tennis Club. We have not heard your voice for a very long time. You've come in and you've swooped up the $50 TAB bonus bet, mate. Well done. How you been, Zaid? Yeah, very good. Love the game last night. Um, yeah. I think I had a $50 bonus bet from one of the shows and um, chucked it all over Queensland. Good Three man. Three bucks, 15, 107 bucks. You're listening to the league show, weren't you, Chuck? Hey, where are you, Dave? Yeah, yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, old, um, who, was, who was it yesterday? Old um, Billy, who played for Queensland back in the day. Yeah, 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 Billy Moore. Queenslander. Billy Moore, great, He's great the one show. who penned it. Didn't, didn't you say you were going to get me on the show some stage, Kim? 100%. You, get in there, mate. A month ago, maybe? Yeah, a couple of months. <laughs> Don't worry, mate. We'll get you in here. Get you in your Queensland jersey. Buy your time, young Zadie. Buy your time, mother. There we go, eh? Well done. Well done. You're the winner. There he is, Louis. Good effort, Zade. Uh, eight minutes away from seven. Yeah, Queenslander. Gee, they were so good yesterday. Yeah, here, Billy Moore. Billy Moore yesterday. I'm running it straight. So, so Sam here, it goes... Weren't you born in New South Wales? And he goes, yeah, I come from a small town where there are 300 people. My mum had to take me over the border to New South Wales, but she assures me I didn't take a breath until I got back over to the Queensland border. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to. I saw a video of Willie Mason trying uh, 4X beer yesterday for the first time. And he's just like. Yeah. What about Gal? What about Gal? What about Gal? I'm sorry, sorry for cutting you off. Gal and Lock, um, Lockie had a, had a bet yesterday on TV and they had to dress up in their opposite gears and go and either jump on the bus or um, be by the...
players bus. Oh no. <laughs> so Gal's got to get dressed up in the Maroons I gear. Happen to a nicer bloke. Seriously. <laughs> well, at least he can defend himself. We know that. <laughs> Chris, Chris isn't uh, isn't called in for Quizzy Dave, but he has left a good text message here. We'll get to after this on the All Blacks. Hey, we've still got a couple of minutes. Uh, it's All Blacks selection day today. What is the one change you would make if you were Ian Foster? If you could only pull one string, what would it be? Come through on 0800 150 the Kennard Tire phone line or the Temper Bed Post text machine, double eight double three. Oh, couldn't happen to a nicer bloke. Poor gal. We'll uh, talk more about State of Origin throughout the morning. More Warriors in Rugby League after seven with Tony Ira and back after this, seven away from seven. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Nearly at 7am this morning. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. The boys are fired up to uh, tell you, or declare the winner of the Open. Have you got it, Izzy? Have you got it? I got it. Okay. I've got it. Well, hold on. Hold on. Mm. Just, just. Well, do you want it? Do you want it now? No, no, no. Just hold on. Just hold oh, on. But I, okay. I just, I just, I just thought you might have been um, simmering away. But you've got it. Well, Kimpy's mm. Nostradamus. So we'll, everyone's waiting to hear who he thinks. Justin, I can't wait for Kimpy's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you got to follow somebody in, we know who it is. The All Blacks used to bounce back, use the bounce back factor once in a while. Now it's every second game and we need extra motivation. The All Blacks just used to win. Now they need these extra factors all the time. How low can we go from Chris? Chris is really fired up today. He's come after me. He's coming after the All Blacks. And Jade says, Schmidt in for Fozzie on the bench. That's the second time we've had someone say that, Daggy. Yeah, Chris is fired up. Every All the pundits are fired up. I've got a wee uh, bomb squad later in the show that uh, I've been sitting on for a wee while. And, um, yeah, I'm going to share it with you. I'm going to show some vulnerabilities. And, uh, yeah, it's got nothing really to do with any sporting franchise. It's just, uh, yeah, something. So stay tuned. Throughout the morning, I'll I'll share that with you around 7 o'clock. Coming up, we're going to talk to Tony Ero and then Cruz Tangera. He played last night for the New Zealand men's netball side. They took on the mixed side and they got the job done. So back shortly, I'm going to go get a coffee about now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ Thursday, the 14th of July, and it's just after 7 o'clock. Woo! Been a good hour so far. Quizzy Dag. Yes, Quizzy Dag. Zade came in late, and well, he took home the $50 TAB bonus bet. He won one yesterday, apparently, so he put it all on Queensland. He's getting paid, so well done to Zade. Be like Zade tomorrow. Chris, come through. 0800 150 811. Love to have you have a crack at the quiz. 
question of the day from Louis. One change you'd make for the AB side. One change you'd make for the AB side. There's been a few coming through about Fozzie on the bench. Well, that ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. I've come out and said I'd love to have Dane Coles there. Morena Lands, be like Richie. This is Richie's message. Morena Lands, bring Dane Coles in. On origin, was a little bit surprised not to see Tino head to the bin for the swing arm on Burton. Also on men's netball, we have nationals coming up in August. Hope to see pop out and have a look as he does from Richie. Where are those nationals, Richie? Let me know, brother. If they're around and I'm, I'm available, I'll 100% pop in and have a week watching a catch-up with the men's netball. Coming up, we're going to chat to Cruz Tangera. He is uh, the captain for the New Zealand men's netball side. Looking forward to having a chat to him. They won last night. Pretty tough old match against the New Zealand mixed team. They had Matty Gordon and Kate Heffernan in it. And uh, a goalkeeper who was on fire. On fire last night. So that was a wonderful game to be able to watch. And uh, showcase for the Cadbury Series. Leading into the Silver Ferns. Taking on the New Zealand A. But before then, we're going to talk some league. Because last night was probably the greatest ever on social media, everyone is talking about State of Origin games. And look, you can't really compare, but that was one of the greats last night. Suncorp Stadium, pressure, Cameron Munster out, the decider. We knew before then that they've won five deciders back at home and Sun, at Suncorp Stadium in New South Wales. So I'm going to throw it over to you, Ken Pete. Yeah, it's a... It's a um, awesome, I guess, morning for Queenslanders who supported in New Zealand. But you know, after more than a thousand days away from the spiritual home of NRL in New Zealand, when the Warriors returned to beat the Tigers, it was a celebration and a moment in time the fans and clubs will never forget. It can't be overstated how important it is to have the Warriors back home playing consistently for the club. And of course, the fans and the future Warriors who are up next are being looked after by the Development and Pathways Manager, Tony Udall. And he joins us on the line this morning. Morning, Tony. Morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. How good is it to have the have the boys back home in New Zealand? Yeah, I think um, to be fair, it was it was better for the NRL boys than us. Um, you know, just talking to some of the senior boys, uh, Tahu Harris, obviously the captain. Just, I don't think they they realised how important and how special it was going to be. So, I know they're looking forward to coming back in a couple of weeks when they uh, front up against the Storm. So. Uh, you know, obviously it was really nice for our under-18s to mix uh, and mingle with those boys. You know, since they were last year, there was only three boys that um, played in the last game, the last time they played in Auckland. So um, there were a few new faces to get a hold of. But, yeah, special moment for the club. Mate, just around the, the development pathways that you're looking after, how's it, how's it been having no senior team, uh, I guess no no players to, to, to look up to and the kids coming into the club working uh, in through this COVID uh, period. How's that, how's that all worked out for you? Uh, it's been tough to be fair. Like, um, I came back into the role early 21, and, and to be fair, most of uh, that year, um, yeah, there wasn't much happening. We tried to get some programs started. Um, and then, of course, you know, we had lockdowns, not just nationwide. Then Auckland went through a big period of it. So uh, it's been tough for the kids, to be fair. I felt sorry for them because a lot of those kids um, you know, they were part of, you know, the last time we had a, a youth pathways team was uh, early 2000 when, uh, 2020 when the SG ball managed to get three or four games in and then obviously that all halted. So, yeah, a lot of those kids 
um, you know, have, have been at the club. They've, you know, been in, in sessions once or twice a week. Uh, and, and really, you know, it's, it's been a tough period for them. We've lost a number of those boys who've decided, you know, that they need to get to Australia um, at that 18, 19 age group to, to further, their, further their careers. You know, we've had to send nine boys over to, to train and play with Redcliffe to try and uh, keep their development going, but it hasn't been perfect. So this year's been a real re- reboot, really. So it's, um, I'm, I'm really excited, you know, about what the club's talking about. Hey Tony, I just want to ask you a question about uh, personnel on the ground around the around the country. Um, I know there's some talent down here in the South Island, uh, uh, along the West Coast. So, what are, are you and the Warriors doing to make sure you have foot traffic on the ground out in the regions to make sure that you you're covering all the bases and not really just the, the Auckland area? Is that something that's hugely important for you? And I think, you know, you know, we've done a number of development camps around the country this year. I mean, even we were down in Christchurch about six weeks ago. There were, you know, 120 boys from the West Coast Christchurch. It was actually almost as many girls, which was, which was uh, encouraging to see. But, um, yeah, the, the, big, the big difficulty for us is outside of Auckland is, is when it's almost like we could almost just be another Aussie NRL club. Um, so we are competing with the other clubs in terms of getting those boys here. But we've contacted a few of those kids. Uh, we're looking to bring a few up. Uh, obviously, uh, in 23, we're looking at an SG ball under 19s and a reserve grade. So that's the first step, I suppose, in terms of getting some uh, genuine pathway where we can we can recognise those kids outside of Auckland and actually have, have an opportunity to bring them up and hopefully play in those competitions. Hey Tom, what what are the what are the problem areas in and around like the development when you just when you say you're out in the rural areas and you're, you're just another NRL club? What are the problem areas as far as uh, players coming into positions in New Zealand? Are we lacking front rowers, halfbacks, hookers? We, where is it that we're struggling to get uh, decent players coming through at the moment? Um, I think it's definitely the spine area, the halves and hookers. Um, I mean, I mean, those players are, are on short supply in Australia to be fair, decent ones. So, any time we get um, one, one or two here, they're, we're, they're under pressure straight away from the Aussie clubs. They're always looking for them. I think we're always going to be, um, you know, we're always going to develop front rowers, back rowers, um, even outside backs. But the spine area is probably, probably the, the, the one, one area where we, we traditionally have struggled. I think. You know, if you look at the way our boys are developed, you know, most of our elite kids uh, are mixing their time, you know, half in rugby, half in rugby league. So it's not an ideal scenario in terms of trying to teach those kids, you know, the subtleties of our game um, when effectively, you know, between May and and October, uh, they're playing a different code. I mean, you know, the positive thing is they're using a noble ball, but... We don't have, you know, the opportunity to get those boys in our system uh, for a full year. So they're always sort of a little bit uh, later in terms of uh, their development um, in terms of, you know, if you look at the Australian system where it's 13 and 14, they're going into real strong uh, league school systems, club systems. Um, that's probably the one area that that um, that we need to improve on in terms of um, developing those kids at an earlier age and, and getting our hands on them at an earlier age. But... That's up to us to develop, you know, getting the path and pathway teams where we can keep those boys uh, in our systems for a lot longer. So, uh, genuine competitions back in the day, I think it was, you know, way before COVID, where the 20s 
outfit that was, you know, leading the competition, winning competitions, or there or thereabouts in the finals footy. Can, have we got the, the, is that back on the radar, and have we still got the depth to be able to get back to those um, those days when we were performing and that led into the Warriors? Oh, definitely, mate. You know, like, um, I think next year with SG Ball, you'll see, um, I'm, I'm really confident that that SG Ball team will hit the ground running. Um, the problem is with the SG Ball, it's only a 12-week season, so by, you know, by May... Uh, we've got to find something else for those boys to do uh, for the back half of the year. So um, that's the, you know, the, the better ones will step straight up into reserve grade, but there's going to be a bit of a, a gap and a space for uh, for some of the other boys in terms of continuing their development um, for those ones who aren't quite ready for senior footy. So there is still going to be a, a bit of a hole next year, but I think, you know, uh, the SG ball and reserve grade is a, is a step to, you know, hopefully keep on keeping more kids here. And then, you know, if we can keep more kids here, um, we're a better chance, I think, of developing the local club game. Um, and once if we can get that local club game up to some some good levels, then all of a sudden the pathway looks a lot, lot stronger. Um, and I know the club in 24 is looking at some other pathway teams, whether that's an under-17s Harold Matts or, or a uh, Jersey Fleet. Uh, under 21s, which is a which is a 12 month comp, which will be another opportunity to, to throw as much league into these kids and and, and fast track their development. Yeah, sounds sounds really interesting. Interesting to see where their their budgets for that come from too, because I hope they do go ahead. Mate, Andrew Webster's coming to the club. I think you were the assistant coach, along with um, with uh, when Andrew McFadden was a coach and. And I think if I get it right, Andrew Webster was there also as the assistant. What's the, what's the, what's he bring to the club, Tony? Like you, you obviously know him well. What's what, what's the reason they signed him, and what does he bring? Um, I, I think obviously the first, probably the biggest one is he's done a fairly lengthy apprenticeship uh, as an assistant coach, uh, and and probably you know the last two three years with uh, you know the benchmark club in the competition, the Penrith Panthers. So I think that's. Um, that's a you know that was a strong pointer for him. I think he is a he is an offensive coach. Um, I think you know I think with Warrior fans they want to see the team play a, an open, attractive style of footy. Um, I'm, I'm sure knowing Webby, he'll want to be doing that. He'll want to you know he'll want the team to express themselves. Um, so yeah, I mean he's it's. Whoever came into the job, you know, it was going to be a probably going to be a tough introduction. Um, obviously, you know, the club's had a, a tough, tough, tough couple of years, um, but you know, a fresh face. Um, I think he'll bring some some great ideas. It'll be interesting to see what team he wants to put around them. But um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure he'll have a decent crack at it. And um, if he can get some of the players uh, that suits his style come over, then um, I'm sure he'll be okay. And Stacey Jones, mate, that's a, the, the question to follow is, you know, he's done quite well, I, th- I, I think, since he's taken over. What sort of asset is he to the club and, and what, what part does he play going forward? Yeah, I suppose I, I'm not really sure um, where Stacey fits now, but I imagine, you know, I, I agree with you. I think he's um, he's relaxed the team a little bit. Um, I, th- I think uh, they're enjoying his style. Um, so yeah, where he fits in, I'm not sure. He, obviously, he's um, he's been a great halfback, and he, he does a lot of work with those that spine area. He's also an attack coach, so whether mm. him and Webby work together on that part of the 
part of the um, game and, and, and they find a defensive coach or, or they're using morgues again, it will be interesting to see. But um, I think he's an important part, Stace. Um, holds a lot of mana around the club. Uh, the boys love him. And I think you know, just having this 10-week uh, block of uh, first-grade experience would be great for him too. I think um, you know, he's deserved it. Uh, and as you say, I think he's doing a, doing a great job so far. Well, just before we let you go, mate, they play Parramatta tomorrow night. Who do, who do you think uh, do you think they can get him? Well, I think, you know, it's a good time to be playing Parramatta. Um, I don't think, you know, they're at the top of their game at the moment. You know, they've, I think they, last week they um, they sort of scraped together when against the Tigers. It was, a, it was a tough win, but I think, you know, if you're going to meet Parramatta, now's as good a time as any. I think, you know, if the boys can maintain a little bit of that momentum and that uh, energy that they they had last week, then there's a, there's a good chance that they can get them. I think, you know, oh, as you as you both know, that uh, the competition's pretty tight, um, you know, on any given day. If you turn up with your best, you're a chance of winning, and, and that's all they have to do. And I think, you know, hopefully with the positivity that they got uh, coming back to Mount Smart uh, a couple of weeks ago, that might be enough to get them home. Well, thanks for joining us this morning, Tone, on the Izzy and Kimby for breakfast. Uh, go well, mate, and all the best for the future with your junior uh, pathways. Cheers, Tony. Cheers, mate. Have a good day. Tony Iroh, the, uh, the Pathways Manager for the, the New Zealand Warriors. Obviously a really hard job through COVID, is he? Mm-hmm. Um, having to work here a couple of nights a week with the juniors. Lost a lot to Australia, by the sounds of it, to the school systems and competitions. Um, and got, a, got a, I guess, a bit of a lift when they came home last week. So um, good to hear that they got some junior games going back into those. Those Jersey Flags and Harold Matthew games are basically... Uh, New South Wales competitions that are played for the elite players in all of the NRL clubs. So if the Warriors can become a part of that, it's a it's a step in the right direction. Beautiful, mate. No, I love that. Love that conversation. And look, it's just, yeah, we were talking to him. You think back to the days when the 20s, mate, they were on fine and Mason Lenoff running around and, and the young players that were coming through, the product of, of the league that they were playing and putting out there and were, you know, winning finals and, and there or thereabouts. So the talent is here. The talent is here, and there's a message come through talking uh, from Mark asking about a St. George recruiter has just spent six weeks in the South Island watching kids. So the talent is here, and everyone knows that. But it's a bit of a race. It's a bit of a race. So that's why I asked the question, do they have you know, professional development officers or, or RD, RDOs in every, every region? So if a young kid is playing for the small country school that they know, they know firsthand or they know first before anyone else, that this kid has got a huge future. That's what it's about. It's a race, and the NRL teams know that. And for a long time, they've been losing the races. You're right. The other teams do know that. We've got an untapped amount of resource. Um, it's one of the small cogs, or actually a massive cog, in getting the Warriors back to where they can be and reaching their potential, and we know that here. 0800-150-811. Andrew Webster, a long apprenticeship. I thought that comment was really poignant from uh, Tony Iroh, actually, Kempi. thought he made a lot of sense. He's an attacking coach, and he spent a long time soaking the game in as an apprentice. What do you think, mm. and what are your expectations for him as coach of the Warriors? 0800-150-811. Being an apprentice rather than a whiz kid, does that make you feel more comfortable? Can you see him long-term getting his way? Or is this just another cycle where we're going to have to get his coaches and his players in and it puts us back years 
on the clock. Double eight, double three, or the Kennard Tire phone line, 0800 150 talking more rugby league with off the back fence after this. Looking forward to hear what you've got to say, Kempi, with all of that in mind here at the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. The back fence with Tony Kemp. This Saturday, the New Zealand Rugby League have their AGM. Great news, except none of the people who run the game nationally are invited to attend. Much like the New Zealand Rugby Union, Rugby League used to have 15 provincial league unions that made up the NZRL. However, all that changed when Sport New Zealand decided to change the model to a zone structure. This effectively removed all stakeholder equity in our game. So this AGM, like the last 12, have been nothing really than a falsehood. The true owners of the provinces have been disenfranchised of any voting rights because the failed experiment, which created seven zones, only allows these same zones to have the only seats at the table. There's no support from the majority of the community game, yet are the designated representatives of the community not elected by the community, but appointed by Sport New Zealand. Well, $15 million over the last two years was filtered through the head office. Only 6% went to their zones and nothing went to the provincial unions. That means the top tier takes the lion's share with scraps thrown to the stakeholders. You just have to listen to people like Hune Harawera, who have who we've interviewed here on the show. Grassroots Rugby League gets nothing from the NZRL. How can that happen when $15 million crosses your table? It's so shameful. Ponder this. The CEO and the board elected by Sport New Zealand receive as much money as the seven zones combined, while the districts get nothing. No funding, no equity, no wonder our game is on life support. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Oh, wow. Wow, Kempe, beautiful, mate. That is crazy. That is crazy that that's even taking place, and... I'll just, yeah, blown away that it's been allowed to happen, that, that no one's really even seen this. And, and, mate, you spoke about the zones and the districts, and it's so bloody confusing. I don't even understand how it all bloody works. But, mate, it's it's how do we get away from this? What what needs to change? How do we see some sort of change? That's the question I want to throw to you, Kempi. How do we see change in this situation? Because we've talked about it for a long time. There's such a disconnect between everyone. How do we get some sort of alignment? Well, it's really simple. The zones don't work. The majority of the districts have said that, and they need to be given back the equity in the game. The districts—it's that simple. It's like—it's like I like to use analogies so people can understand it. The New Zealand Rugby Union has the the provincial unions. We all saw them walking here. As you know, they walked past here when they made the the Silver Lake deal and sat in that boardroom and 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 voted as equitable partners in the game. In New Zealand, that doesn't happen. You know, in 2008, Sport New Zealand set up a zone structure and the 15 districts basically were disenfranchised from voting. So now while the people like Hone Harawera, the, the Dane Gutenbills, the, the Shane Prices from Auckland, um, you've got Manawatu with Lawrence, the Tamatis in Hawke's Bay, and it goes, the list goes on, they've had enough. And the, and the biggest problem with this, if you look at the AGM report this week when it comes out, there's an audited account in there that says that the CEO and the seven directors get as much as the seven zones. Now, the seven zones under this current structure is the game. You know, you're basically saying eight people get as much money as the game does in the, in the country, 
And then where does the rest of the, the money go? So, well, it just makes the office bigger and the salaries bigger. And we have to stop doing that in sport and keep giving the money to the top tier. We need to cut that out. And the money just never trickles back down to the grassroots. That's the problem. If you have no equity in the game, you have no, no seat at the table, you don't get to say on the structure that they run. And it really suits the NZR at the moment. So the, the question at the moment in the community is we want the, we want the, we want the districts back. We want the zones removed. That's, that's all that needs to happen. Beautiful. Are you out there? Are you in the community? 0800 150811. Does what Kempi say resonate with you? And look, I guess, Izzy, I hear you loud and clear when you say, like, how do we get alignment? And Kempi is saying it's simple, but eventually there clearly is a huge disconnect. There, there is a massive disconnect. So are you involved? Do you see that disconnect when you've got feet on the ground out there around Aotearoa? Double eight, double three, or 0800 150811. Thank you, Kempi. Half past seven. Here's Oroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. On the other side, some sports headlines before we talk netball with the Cadbury Series underway. Awesome for old Benty, mate. He's a good man. Played against him a couple of times, but... Uh... It just shows that the world we live in, eh? Like, they get injuries, Irish get injuries. They can't, it's not as easy as just chucking someone on the plane and flying them over. So they've had to look in their own backyard. So, mate, awesome story. <laughs> Find someone. <Hopefully> <laughs> yeah. You know what he'll be? He'll be farm strong as well. He, he might be, not be match fit necessarily, but he'll be farm strong. Yeah, strong, yeah. Mate. Uh, oh. He's about 36, I think it said he was. Hey, we spoke to Tony Ira at the start of this hour about well, what's going on with the Warriors and the pathways and what he makes of the new coach, Andrew Webster, who he actually coached alongside under Cappy McFadden in 2015 and 16. This is what Tony had to say. He's done a fairly lengthy apprenticeship uh, as an assistant coach you know that was a strong pointer for him I think with Warrior fans they want to see the team play an open attractive style of footy Um, I'm I'm sure knowing Webby he'll want to be doing that you know he'll want the team to express themselves it is a Thursday we have All Blacks team naming but rugby league is the flavour of the day because well last night was scintillating wasn't it so good, Mark Braybrook and Scotty Sattler with the Queensland call for Essie. Yeah, no bias at all, Kimpy. <laughs> None whatsoever. Go, Benny! Go, Benny! <laughs> Mate, and ben, and ben Hunt had such a big game. When he got that ball, I didn't know whether he had the legs to get there. But he, Same. it just showed when they when they turned around, torch turned around to chase him. They were out, mate. New South Wales were out of fuel as well. So, mate, he had big game. They said during the week that he had a big part to play, and he did. He started at a hooker, mm. and he didn't go off. He played basically played as an extra halfback for the rest of the game when uh, Harry Grant came on, mate. And Harry Grant when he came on, how good is he? He is going to be so good. Seriously, yeah. he's the best hooker in the comp by country yeah. mile. Oh, I totally agree with you, Kempi. He was phenomenal last night, Cary Grant, and uh, he was in everything, involved in absolutely everything. Him and, and even Caelan Ponga. Oh, yeah. You know, a guy that's been struggling with concussions and, and had you know had his headgear on. He had a blinder. He did. Caelan Ponga. He really show, showed up, um, James Tedesco. Uh, Tedesco is probably the number one fullback arguably in the game, but I reckon Ponga just really showed him up.
He's screaming vibes of Roger Tuivasa-Sheck trapped at the Warriors, though, isn't he? You see, when you see him, what he mm. can do like that at higher honours, it makes you think how wasted he is at club level. Kempi, who the hecker is the CEO, needs to be sacked ASAP. Start a petition to get that money back to the grassroots. Start a petition, start a fund, let's make it happen. Up the Maroons from Troy on double eight double three. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yep, we'll start the petition. To uh, That petition... That's a that's a I, look. What I'm really disappointed about because I work in clubland. I've actually been in the zones as a chair, so I've been through the whole structure. I've worked at the NZRL as two IC to Jim Doyle, worked through the zones, worked back at district level, and 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 um, heavily involved in my club. Actually, just sponsored the prize giving this week um, because it's all about the kids. You know what I mean? But the reason that you when you're doing that at district and club level is because you've got no choice. Like our volunteers who are from the wrong sides of the tracks anyway when it comes to finance are putting their hands in their pockets to to get buses, mate, so they can get the games, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what Hone Harawera does up the far north is outstanding for that community. The the social um, outcomes that he be, is able to achieve up there where they get nothing. I mean, they get nothing, mate. And you talk, you, you talk about what's happening at the top level and pe- people filtering all that money at that at that tier, it just has simply has to stop. They've got to they've got to cut it out. And another one here: the elite level rugby players at the top elite end and get the lion's share of the money in rugby as well. There's not much filtering down in rugby either. Go watch club rugby. The same problem across both codes. Uh, yeah, well, look, yeah. you're you're on the front line. You're seeing that a wee bit or hearing that, is he? Yeah, look, I was just going to talk on about a story when I was a young fella playing in Hawke's Bay for a, for a club called Tamatea. Um, mate, there was, you know, kids that all lived all around the country, all around the um, city, and they had this one guy, his name was Ranji, and he said, jump in his white um, van, and he'd go around to every house, pick up the kids, take them to training, give them a feed, and then drop them out back to their house every time. And that was twice a week. And that was twice a week. That reminds me of that story about Huni Hardware. But yeah. Louis, it happens in rugby too, mate. Like there is, obviously money is available, but it just can't filter down to everywhere. And we're seeing that at the moment um, within rugby. Like it's, it's not getting to the places that are needed and the places that probably don't need it are probably getting their share. So yeah, it happens everywhere, not only just league rugby. All right, bang, double eight, double three. Keep your messages coming through. What are you seeing on the grassroots, on the front line? You're the foot soldiers out there. What are you seeing? And how is this? Michael Bent, the dairy farmer who's got to probably play for Ireland, he was on with Kirsten Beeve on the run home last night. So go to their podcast channels and hear about this hard case dairy farmer. I said it's like a Beaver 2.0. Well, it was Beaver and the dairy farmer last night. So make sure you go and catch <laughs> up with that. 21 away from 8. We'll be back with Cruz Tangera talking some netball after this. Support gut health with Inner Health Digestive Defence. 60 capsules are now only $41.99 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Been away from eight, and right now we're going to talk some Cadbury Netball Series. It got away, it got underway last night at the Bruce Pullman Arena with two back to back thrillers. The NZ Men Open taking the series down to the press and the impressive mixed invitational side 47 39 in a physical battle. The men will have to step up big time tonight, though, as they take on the Silver Ferns at 8 pm, which you can hear live on SCNZ. One man we can always count on. On and off the court, 
the carpenter of the men's team, the goat of men's netty, Cruz Tangera, and he's on the show this morning. Morena, Cruz. Morena, morena, korua. Mate, how's the body? That was a physical, oh. physical game. I want to ask you the question, mate. Did the refs, did they just let a lot of the physical kind of play just go? Because I was watching it, mate. There was shoulders and everything going on. <laughs> yeah, I think they did. I had to go up to the uh, to the umpire twice and during that game just to ask about like what's the contact and what's not because there were bodies flying everywhere. And, and my body's... Uh, yeah, fairly not at the moment. I think we all are. Um, I'm, I'm still in bed trying to get some, um, you know, just trying to relax and, and get some good rest. But it, it was a physical encounter, and I think a really good hit-out for us for the first one. Mate, was it good to be out there? Obviously, um, um, getting out there and, and putting on a pretty clinical performance. Obviously, lot, last quarter let you down, but happy oh. to get out there, and, and coach, coach was happy? Uh, I don't know if happy is the right word. I, 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 to be honest, I don't think it was clinical. I think it was pretty messy from us um, for most of that game. We just couldn't find our rhythm. But, yeah, it was good to get out there. We missed A lot of us missed last year due to uh, COVID. So it was good to be back in the team and be out on court and just, and just play with the team again. Morena Cruz, poi ki te korero ki a koe i Hey, um... Oh, tēnā koe. Mate, tonight, the Silver Ferns, like, it was physical... Was there was there a little bit of grumpiness in and amongst everybody? Like it seemed, it seemed when I was watching last night, all the niggle, mate. Like especially in the shooter circle, like getting the ball up there was really bargy. But when you got it into the shooter circle, the girls were standing on each other's toes. It looked like they were just not happy with each other. Is it like that at the moment? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I think I think the, they had a point a point to prove because they. they they are an invitational mixed team. They, you know, they didn't want to be like pushed over, and they really wanted to stand their own on their own two feet and show that they are worthy of winning. And they really brought it to us last night. And there were lots of, um, you know, side comments to each other back and forth. And um, I think Matt Wetiri, our vice captain, and Grace Summoner had a few words in that shooting circle for the mix. So yeah, it was it was pretty physical and and um, no one really let go. They they were just giving it to each other like the whole game. Yeah, you definitely were, mate. I saw one of the um, the mixed players do pretty much a pole vault over one of the players, and I was like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> oh, he had to get te- yeah. he had to get told to, to to calm down. But for you, I was listening to your post match, and you and you talked about the unforced errors, the turnovers. Is that something that that you really need to improve going into tonight? And how are you able to do that in such short short period of time? Yeah, we really do. I think we finished on 37 turnovers, and uh, yeah, I was not happy with that um, after the game. That's just not good enough for for a whole game in netball. Usually you want to sit around 20 or under 20. Um, so mm. we, we have a walkthrough this morning, and then we're just going to go over a few uh, a few things on attack. We weren't uh, following the structures, or I wasn't following the structures, so we need to look at those again. Um, and just need to do our job and, and do it better. I thought everyone was sort of standing still and expecting the board to come. Uh, to to them mm. instead of driving and, and passing and cutting, so we need to do a lot, a lot more of that tonight. Cruz, how how beneficial is this whole series not not only to the men's game but also to the to the Silver Ferns and all the girls that are pushing for high honours? Um, I think it's very beneficial. I, I saw we saw in two thousand and nineteen how much it helped them win the the World Cup, and you know men bring a, a different style of game to um, netball, and I think it helps the Ferns, you know. Play that unpredictable style of netball, especially when they come up against countries like Jamaica. 
Um, and also the physicality that we bring, not that it's dirty or anything like that, but, I mean, Australia, as you guys probably know, when you play rugby against them in league, <laughs> you know, they bring a whole a whole different kind of physicality as well. So getting the, the, the girls used to that can only help them, you know, improve once they get over to Birmingham and play in the Commonwealth Games. Is there still an opportunity for, for players from the mixed um, team to potentially push for higher honours in, in the New Zealand men's side? I, I saw the goalkeeper, I don't know him from from Brass, so I, don't, I can't remember his name, but for the mixed side, he was getting intercepts all day. He was on fire, creating a bit of um, bit of a problem for you guys. Yeah, he was. He played really well last night. We were all very impressed with what he was doing. And yeah, there is. Um, after the New Zealand men's nationals in August, um, yep. a, a team is getting picked again to play against Australia in the trans Series in October, so there's definitely opportunity for those players um, to come through and yep. and be in the New Zealand men's team, and I wouldn't be surprised if he made it, because, yeah, as you said, he was very impressive last night. Cruz, off the court, you're doing a full immersion to real course at uh, Takiura, uh, Wananga te o Aotearoa. How's that going, mate? Right. And tell us why you've decided mm. to, to, to go back and, and learn te reo and uh, some Mātauranga um, Māori as well. Oh, he tino oroa ki te ako te reo Māori ki au. Engari, ko tōku haerenga i te ratau, he tino rawirau atu ki au. It's amazing to, to, learn, um, to, to learn the reo. And I think, um, if I'm being honest, I, I, there was a part of me missing that I didn't, that I didn't really know, and, and that's my culture. And now that I've started learning it, I've just become more confident as a person, and you feel a much more deeper understanding of who you are. Um, and as you know, um, Tony, it's just there's no words to describe how how amazing and, and beautiful learning and speaking our language is. So I'm I'm loving it. Of course, I'm doing it with Lena, your daughter as well. And we've we're really enjoying it this year. And um, yeah, I just I just want to. That's my main focus this year. So I really want to grasp the deal and. And, and really um, do as much as I can to learn as, as best as I can. Oh, tika. Tika, pairo atu ki hey. hey, that's awesome, uh, Cruz. And, yep, I know it must be uh, hard work with a camp, especially sitting at the table, uh, concentrating. <laughs> yeah. But um, well done, mate. Well done last night. All the best today in your, in your second game. Uh, good to talk to you. Say hi to mum and dad from me, and, and we'll talk again soon. Tēnā koro, koro, and paitera. Paitera. It's Cruz Tangera, the captain of the men's team. And, uh, yeah, look, very yeah. well representative from Taranaki down there. Like I said, we've got another one in there with uh, Thompson Mataku um, out of Waitara and, and Cruz. And, and you've just, I guess you've just put the nail uh, in the coffin of one of the one of the uh, attackers or defenders, was it, in that team by promoting <laughs> the one that you saw was going all right. Got him talking about oh, it, is he? He was her he was her saying, honestly. But, man, it's beautiful hearing the language be spoken. Oh, love it. I love it. Kempi, I love it. That, that, that dynamic you bring to the show. So keep doing it, mate. Oh, yeah, my mum always wanted me to you can still go do back it, brother. the language. Yeah. I know. We'll I know do I can it. still we'll do, do it. it. I know. When you're ready, you know. When you're ready, you know. Eight minutes mm. away from eight this morning. That's Cruz Tangera. Uh, kids, we've got netball on SCN tonight. SCNZ tonight, don't we? Is it eight? PM kickoff. We do indeed. You can tune in from 8 PM as Mark Stafford and Marianne Delaney Hoshek, who we had on the show earlier this week. She will be joining staff uh, tonight in commentary. We had Michaela Sokolic Beatson last night. Absolute honour and an absolute privilege. Former Silver Fern herself just missed out on selection with injury. So yeah, tune in tonight. Bang, there you go. Tune in tonight for more netball on SCNZ. After this, Izzy's off the back fence at seven away from eight. <laughs> 
non-drowsy hay fever relief. Shop towel fast at Chemist Warehouse. 70 capsules for $39.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy's Bomb Squad. Oh, here we go, here we go. As I lay in bed last night wondering what I wanted to talk about, cricket, the Cadbury series for netball, state of origin, or even the All Blacks, I couldn't get this thought out of my head. A fellow broadcaster and good friend of mine, Bryce Casey, put up a story on his social media the other day talking about the impact we as public have on our athletes when things aren't going too well. I've felt this firsthand and from experience can speak about it. I fully understand we have an obligation and it's a privilege to be able to represent teams that hold so much mana. And when things aren't going right, people want answers. I'll tell you a story. 2015, the year I missed the World Cup, Stuff would write an article on me weekly and a certain journo had it in for me. Anyway, long story short, it would create debate is what they were trying to do. Back then, there was a comment section. I would read them. Worst thing you could possibly ever do. And man, oh man, where they cut through hundreds of comments and every comment under the sun was displayed for everyone to see. Most of them under a fake name. Weeks later, I was always, look, hoping one day I would see a positive one. A little bit of positive affirmation. When an athlete says they don't hear the external noise, they are lying. They read it all. Those people hurt and feel everything that is written. Athletes do not intentionally go out there to play poorly and let down their regions or nations. Now, it's hard for me to write this because I'm in a job where we have to ask questions. Why did that happen? Why is he playing like that? And so on. And I know I felt myself drifting to that place. And simply, that's not me. I'm not saying stop having an opinion or stop saying anything. We love debate, debates. But all I'm saying is just remember in the back of your mind, they are a son or a daughter. They are a father or a mother. And they too do feel the pain. Now, me. There you go. That's just talking about uh, a bit of uh, stuff that's going on around uh, our athletes at the moment. And uh, it's probably going to come back to haunt me. But hey, love it. Coming up, we're going to talk to Crotz. I've missed it. Anyway. Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ, Thursday the 14th of July. Thank you if you've just tuned in. Welcome into the show, big hour here. We're going to talk to Ryan Crotty, the former midfielder for the Crusaders and the All Blacks coming on the show. Great to catch up with him. He is currently playing for Kubota. And I'd like to say, Kubota, together we are shaping and building New Zealand. There you go. He's yeah. part of that outfit over in Japan. 
And uh, it'd be awesome to have a wee catch up with him. A um, few messages coming through. Beautiful, Izzy. It's always good having an opinion and debate. But people can be brutal when they write anything online. Um, that is from Brenton. And uh, another one here from Shreddy. Morning, boys. Great words, Izzy. Athletes are only human. Nobody tries to lose a game. Go to the Mighty Maroons. You watch the ABs do a number on Ireland. Shreddy, thanks for that message, brother. Look, yeah. The reason I wrote that, look, I understand that we're, we're in an industry, we have a debate and we, we have an opinion. I love that. I love that. But sometimes it just gets a bit personal and, and they do attack them. And, yeah, completely honest, you know, my my mum and um, dad would uh, be at home in, in tears sometimes um, hearing things that were, were said about their son. So, And that's the um, point. Yeah, and just, that's the point, is he? Like, yeah. You know, you've... Yeah. You're not just talking about yourself having to, to cop it because that's part of the game. You know, we cop the, the good yeah. with it, bad, the criticism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. sometimes it's around, you know, the other members of your family, especially when you've got children as well that, mm. that understand numeracy and literacy and they're writing stats and facts about you that you know, sometimes aren't true. They're someone's opinion um, can really hurt those people other than you. So well done for you for identifying that. Uh, you do have to have, I, I will say, you do have to have a a reasonable amount of uh, resilience when you're oh, in, yeah. in sport. Um, and, yeah, you know, also a bit of common sense too. Like there are people that make it personal and in, mm. in sport a lot of that happens. But, you know, I, yeah. I do say, I do say to, yeah, I do say to a lot of athletes, man, if, if you're not ready for it these days, a lot different in my day. If these days it's part and parcel of the ground you're walking on. So, yeah, you yeah. know, if you haven't got that resilience, just don't read it. Oh, I used to read it all the time, bro. <laughs> it's horrible. It's hard, eh? Because you're right. You're oh, right. You say, I'm you say they. I'm looking for that positive one. I'm yeah. looking for that one comment where someone mm. liked me. And, uh, there was none of those. But, mate, it's. Uh, oh, here we go. Crotty's just messaged back. He said, two, two seconds, mate. My kids are losing it. <laughs> so hey, there must Crot- be a thing with Crot- the all. There must be a thing with the ex All Blacks because all their kids keep losing it. I think it's just peep- oh. dads everywhere. It's a. Uh, the yeah. thing about what we're trying to do at eight a.m. It's right in the mad time, isn't it? It is. See, eight, like eight a.m. is bad. Is he? You've got kids, young kids. Eight yeah. a.m. would be right at the crazy hour, wouldn't it? It's crazy, but when they're like four and five, it's not bad, mate. They just sit there and wait to go to school. They're fed at seven, and that like, gets way easier. Crotz is just going through the difficult phase where he's got, uh, he's got a um, a one year old and, and a newborn. You know, oh. so it's just really <laughs> new kids for Crotz. And this is someone that loves sleep. <laughs> he loves his sleep. I used to call him. I used to call him Sleepy G. Sleepy G. Always so sleepy. And this is a guy that loves his sleep, and he'll be getting none of that. So it'll be interesting what kind of mood he's in. He might be a little bit grumpy this morning, as old Ryan Crotty. He's Hopefully, a, he's answered his phone. He's a, he's a, he's just called back. He's a new Brighton stalwart legend, isn't he? Out that side, east side of Christchurch, isn't he? Is he? He has a new bride in store, and they've got their semi-final this weekend against um, Sydenham down here in Christchurch. Uh, Kieran Fonatea coached, in fact, as new bride in, and uh, Ryan Crotty, he's on the show now. Is he there? Crotts. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, he's talking. He's busy. He's too busy for us. Yeah, no, nah, he's um, he's back in the country, and he's, he's over in Japan playing for Kubota. He's been there for a while. Very... Um, critical, integral part to their outfit. So we'll have a wee chat to Crotz. It's time for our Mick Cafe coffee catch-up. When the all-back side named for the biggest test match in a long time, there will be plenty of eyes heading straight for the midfield combo. Ryan Crotty played nearly 50 times for the all-backs 
and over 150 games for the Crusaders, forming a formidable midfield combination with some of our greats. He's back in New Zealand following the top league season in Japan where he plays for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Morena Crops. Lads, how are we? Oh, good, mate. Good, mate. Look, tell us what's been going on. Look, I've just been telling the story. Like, your nickname was Sleepy G, and uh, now you've got two kids. <laughs> are you getting much sleep, mate? Oh, mate, none whatsoever, as you'd, you'd probably know. Um, nah, caffeine is a really essential essential part of the diet um, these days, and I'm waist deep in nappy, so, um, nah, it's, it's awesome to be home. Um yeah, yeah, right under the pump, but nah, good, good to be home, mate. And then, uh, thanks for having me on. I thought when you texted the other day, you were having me, you were just inviting me around for a barbecue, but um, <laughs> no, no, I was like, can you jump on the radio? I was like, oh, right, eh? there we go. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Uh, Cross, you're obviously on the table getting the massage, mate, so it's not all doom and gloom for you. You're not all about being a parent, um, but. Mate, welcome home. You're obviously over in Japan playing for Kubota. Um, you're playing with a couple of Aussies with Foley, Bernard Foley and that. Mate, tell us about that. You enjoy being over in Japan with Kubota? Yeah, it's, oh, as, as you know, it's a good gig. They're good, good people over there. Um, Kubota's a good club. They're, they're pretty um, pretty family-orientated, so that, that, that's pretty cool. And I guess we got that many staffers. It was kind of a, a, a question: Do you, you kind of learn Japanese or Afrikaans to, to get, <laughs> get amongst the group? But um, <laughs> Japanese is, is mama. But um, yeah, but well, we've got a great crew, great great Japanese lads. Um, the, the foreigners are awesome. Like like I was, I was a bit skeptical with with Nadi, kind of. You know, I guess playing against those Aussies and the Blitters, though, you're like, man, like. Are they, are they good dudes? I mean, you get to know them. They're, they're absolute champions. So, yeah, it's good. It's good. Good teammates. That's yeah. what I like to hear, Ryan. That's awesome. Hey, what, what about uh, you've been watching the test matches? A couple of boys, uh, Dave Havili, um, obviously not on the team. We're expecting him to get named this afternoon. Uh, what, are you, what, what are you expecting from the selections this afternoon? Uh, not too, too sure. I'd say they'll make some changes. But, uh, I mean, I think, like, after the weekend, you can kind of overthink selection and, and things like that man but if, if we don't give away cards like we you know we're, we I reckon we, we beat Ireland um, nine times out of ten so um, yeah oh, man maybe some changes I think other guys might get opportunity which would be cool to see but um, yeah hard to pick what do you got what are you guys thinking oh, I'm thinking Davey's coming in I'm thinking Davey's going to have a crack he'll be uh, playing 12 with uh, Rico you know give Rico another crack at the centres predicting there but but Crotz, you, you've played, you've played um, the Irish many times. I, I always remember that last minute when you came off the bench, you get the offload from Dane Coles to save the game, and Aaron Cruden kicks it from the sidelines, and I had an absolute shock of that game. So thank you for um, <laughs> saving us from defeat. But mate, what makes the challenge from Ireland so difficult, mate? And and your experiences? Oh man, they're just a good team. They're really good. they've got a lot of senior players. They've got a like a core group that have been there for a really long time. So I think they're an experienced side. They've, they've played a lot of international um, high-pressure rugby together. So oh, I think that's one of the oh, part of their strengths is just the, how they perform well under pressure. Um, but I mean, I just remember playing and just the lack of space, the lack of obvious kind of space that you, you kind of, you try and find. So um, 
Yeah, they're just a good team, man. They're just they're world class, um, well coached, good players, um, which which makes for an exciting test match coming up this weekend. Which makes for an exciting World Cup, Ryan. Hey, what about uh, the Sam Kane comment when he was told that he was a pretty average Richard McCaw? If you were out there on the football field, we are talking about it yesterday, is that something that the team should accept or are you expecting them to step up this week and really make a statement because of that uh, comment? Um, hey, you ask your crocs, mate. He's standing out of the backs of me, away from it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, th- I guess, like... As he would know, the stuff that the All Blacks work on is, you know, the task focus and, and not letting um, stuff like that kind of get in the way of what you're trying to do. So it's kind of like not, not letting that kind of thing, not even acknowledging it and just just being ruthless to staying on task. And um, so if you're letting the opposition things that they say affect what you're doing, they've kind of, they're in your head already. So, um no, I think it's just about All Blacks just going out and executing what they want to execute rather than even worrying about what Ireland is saying and, and things like that. So, um, But I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Sammy want to go out there and, and get stuck in like he always does. And I, I expect the guys to, to have a really good performance this weekend. What about the Rush D, um, Crotts? You, you've been you know, facing the Rush D. You've been a huge uh, reason why the Crusaders have been having some success. So what do the All Blacks need to do against the Irish defence, who on the weekend were just phenomenal? They're everywhere. They had bodies up on their feet. So so as the All Blacks, what do they need to do to be able to counteract that, that uh, line speed that Irish bring? Oh, that's easy. Mate, this is the stuff you used to talk about in our team meetings, mate. You know that. You know what <laughs> just, Mate, quick ball, man. Quick ball. You can't line speed if you're, going, if you're not set. So it's man, yeah. I think the stuff that the All Blacks pretty naturally talented at anyway, kind of keeping the ball alive, um, quick yeah. ruck ball, nugget clearing it quick, like just just playing high tempo LQB. Um, if they do that, it's, it's hard to line speed. So, but man, it's something Ireland obviously spend a lot of time on, and they, and they are very good at it and, and taking away your time and space. And obviously, as you know, that puts you under pressure. So, make um, kids just playing quick, playing tempo, play fast, and. If, if they play the that kind of natural style that you know that that we Kiwis are renowned for and, and, and good at, then um, then hopefully that will that will negate some of their line speed and, and some of that pressure. What what about that wide pass that that Nug's been throwing to that third attacker? And we saw it have so much success in that first um, test, but the second test they kind of made the changes. Can you see that um, yeah. you know having a bit of innovation off that? And w- w- how do they? You know, have a plan B because when it got shut down on the weekend, they just couldn't, um, you know, get any attack off it. Is there any th- any variations they could throw in with that? It's it was quite interesting to see that, eh? And it, it's I think it took Ireland by surprise because it is such a different shape mm. to what you used to. You kind of used to playing out the back of that that second guy, aren't you? And then so that that guy defending that that fourth or fifth defender, he's kind of looking for the he's thinking of looking at the backdoor guy rather than. That, that third run, so it was. Um, I thought it was a great tactic. Um, mm. oh, but man, it's like, like it comes back to an attack. You can do anything if if, if you're getting quick ball. Like any anything works. You know, it's if they, if they win that rack and slow that ball down. Like it, you're always going to the defense is always going to have that wee bit of advantage, no matter what kind of shape you're playing. So, you know, man, I just think the breakdown will be such a critical part of this week's game and. 
whoever kind of wins that that ruck speed battle will, will, will look like the attack will look better and you know the the game will flow a bit nicer for, for whoever wins that um that ruck battle. That ruck battle, dead right. Hey, you've played lots of football with Jack Goodyear and Dave Havili. Um, Ryan, yep. how important is for those two to get back into into the football side of things, especially uh, into the All Blacks as a centre pairing? Do you think? Oh man, I, I think all the midfielders that have played, like Quinn and Reeks, have, have done an awesome job. Like they've been playing really well. I think Reek, the way Rico shifted from the wing into centre, he's he's really grown um, massively in, in that position. The last couple of years, he's he's done a great job. Um, but then, if like if Davy and Jack. Um, get the get the nod. I think one thing I love about Dave is just he, he always backs himself no matter what. I, I remember playing with him when mm. he was fullback, and he's like Daggy. He just always wants the ball, even if like there's four guys marking him, he'll still be calling for it. And you're kind of looking at him like, what are you, mate? What are you doing? Like, nah. but that's that's the mentality that those boys just back themselves no matter what. And Davey probably learns it a few Daggy, so um, that's what I love about him. And like if he if he's playing Test match footy, he's just the same. And I think Jack with Jack, he's just so so calm, so very intelligent, very smart footballer, very high IQ defensively, um, just solid. And, and he's got a massive ticker and big work rate. So I think whoever you chuck in there, that's I guess I can. I can talk about those guys because I've played with them, but um, that's I think that's, those are some good qualities that they bring. And if, if they get named or whoever gets named them, I'm sure they'll do a job. Prudent dag, eh? Prudent dag. <laughs> oh, the amount of time. Mate, look, I'm, I thought you would rang me this morning to come on. Like, I'm surprised you gave me like a few hours' notice. Like, text me yesterday. Well, like, I thought you'd chuck on the boat this morning, you, mate. Did you, did you uh, forget your shoes this morning or what? Like, are you, mate, you're at home, mate. Yeah, he works from home. He doesn't need to put shoes on. Cross. I've got. Oh, I've got bare feet on, mate. Oh, you fought back so many memories of when I'm looking at you oh, and you're like, "What are you on about?" <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you, you got two pairs today, nah? Oh, mate. Oh, she's got two pairs of shorts, nah? Like, nah. Oh, we just have lockers next to each other. It's, oh, it's so good. Oh. Crocs, you're in it. You're a funny man, mate. I appreciate you coming on the show. Quickly before we let you go, uh, are you gonna, what, what, what's the plan, mate? You got, how much juice you got left in those legs? And, and what's what are you going to do post? Oh, you going to get in some coaching mate, or what? Oh, mate, that's why. That's why Mandy was around yesterday trying to hold the carcass together. Um, nah, that's, I guess that's a good thing with <laughs> that's that's a good thing with Japan, man. Like, um, obviously the footy isn't as physical as it is here, and you, you get along off season. So I'm just purely just rehab, strengthening off season, and going back for another season, which will which will be touch and go whether it's the last one or not. So um, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. Um, Japan's a great place, um, so and family family's good. So, yeah, just 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 enjoying it. And man, I'm not not too sure, not not too sure what what life no. holds after rugby. But um, well, I'm sure I can come well, to you for a... advice if, if I want to get onto <laughs> my mug onto the tally eh, or at the radio. <laughs> You can come see me, mate. Well, sure, I'm sure we can sure. sort that out, mate. I'll tell you one thing. I wouldn't mind a coffee because you're, you're as tight as they come. So when you retire, mate, you'll have pocket full. So you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine to be able to chill out, mate. <laughs> now, 
I'll let you go, oh, Crocs. Oh, cheers, mate. Hey, good to talk to you. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Ryan Crotty. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to catch up. He, he, missed, he missed you. Get him around for a barbecue, Daggy. I can hear him in his. Vo- I can hear it in his voice. He, he really, really misses you. <laughs> Boy, haven't missed the, Haven't missed him for about a year and a half. Yesterday, hey, bro, how you going? Come on to my show tomorrow, sweet ass. That's all I said. He's like, oh, hey, is he nice? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Mate, brought back some mem- memories when he said that he, you know you're standing out there and you have got four blokes marking you, but you just want the ball. Like you, you remind me so much of Kevin Edel. Like we, me and him played the centres together but I moved to 5'8 and we were club football together and he would yell at me and just say give me the ball give me the ball and in the end he'd scream at me and then he'd start um, bagging me if I never yeah. got him the football and I'd look around half the time to throw him the football and because he was so big and fast it breaks out all over him I'm going idiot shut up I'm not throwing you the football. <laughs> that was me, bro. No, I was the crotty in that in that conversation when he was saying. When he said, said that, I went, "Yeah, crots, I know exactly what you're talking about." He's got four defenders but one towel when he needs three of them. No shoes. Oh, <laughs> he just did absolute shambles. I I got to tell you the story. So I was playing a, in um, Bloemfontein, playing the Cheetahs, my fiftieth game, and you get socks, and one's left, one's right. You know, I had two lefts. <laughs> and I was like, it, it doesn't really bother me. They're the same, like they're the same mold. It doesn't really rattle me. And he's because he's a perfectionist. Everything's got to be perfect. He was like, oh, Dicky, you're gonna get a right sock. And I said, no. Why would I get a right sock, bro? LL, who cares? Move on. That stuff doesn't rattle me. He's like, oh, Dicky, I couldn't play, mate. I couldn't play if I had left left sock. I was like, oh my god, that is him. I'd just be like, hey. I forgot my shorts. Got a spare shorts. <laughs> Hopeless. Oh, so good. Great catch up with Ryan Crotty, uh, good friend of Izzy's. And, uh, hey, look, he's a legendary All Black. Played 150 times for the Crusaders, about 50-odd times for the All Blacks. Uh, he was Mr. Consistent in the midfield after Ma Nonu and Conrad Smith. And uh, some great insights there. LQB, lightning quick ball, can change a game if we win that breakdown ascendancy. You missed it? Go listen to our podcast channel, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. SENZ, it is 28 minutes past 8am this morning. Plenty going on around the world of sport. Double eight, double three to get your messages coming in on everything we've heard today uh, around Ryan Crotty. And of course, Izzy's awesome opinion piece just before uh, Bomb Squad. His Bomb Squad just before 8am this morning around what we do when we kind of consistently criticise athletes and their families. Uh, we can get to a couple of texts on those in just a second. It's Harness Racing New Zealand, Pacing for Purpose, Season 2. Yeah, and we can't stop winning. Um, By the way, we are flying here. Race 1 at Alexandra Park tomorrow night. And we are going to tip a little horse called Abhishek. Going to be driven by the junior driver, Nathan Delaney. Eddie Clark trains. Uh, It's got gate 3. It's in race number 1. Number three, gate three, just denied at Cambridge and no luck the week after. If it can put its best performance in, we think uh, Abhishek's going to be back in the winner's circle. Race number one at Alexandra Park, number three. There we go. We've been on fire and um, starting to find a couple of winners. So hopefully we can keep... Who are we raised, Louis? 
I actually oh, asked for the total yesterday and just haven't got it back in time, but I'm I'm trying to find yeah. it. It's we'll be we'll be looking healthy about now for Child Cancer Foundation, thanks to HRNZ.co.nz. Awesome. So I think we'll be um we'll have a total. If I had to guess, I think it'd be close to eight hundred bucks, but I wanna find oh. the exact total. Good stuff. Because last year we were only about well, three or four honey, weren't we? Yeah, we were pretty average last year. Pretty average, yeah. So I'm pumped with that. Well done, mate. <laughs> oh yeah, it's all me. Um, absolutely <laughs> carving it up on the uh, harness tipping. But <laughs> race one, number three, Abishek, and we'll find you that running total. HRNZ.co.nz, a Greyhound charity run as well before the end of the hour, as well as around the grounds with Rainberg. But after this, we're going to talk to Pauline Whitey and get to some of these ticks. Here is Aroha with the news for Kubota, together with shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> SNZ 28 away from 9 this morning and uh, just a little bit later than usual, we welcome in the man, the myth, the money-making menace, Paul Moati, the party from tab.co.nz. Hello, Paul. Yeah, nah, Louis, it was the Queensland supporters who were making money last night. and They made a, a whole heap of it as well. Uh, they backed them at any old price in that uh, head-to-head book. I had a look. Uh, the big, uh, the biggest power play that was successful that I could find was Valentine Holmes to be the first, second, or third, or fourth try scorer, and Queensland to win by one to twelve. That was paying fifteen dollars, uh, oh. and there were a number of Queensland supporters that jumped on as well. So, uh, obviously, they're very happy with the result, and a lot of them are very happy because they got cash in their pocket as well. You had that big one yesterday too, but he's not feeling too. Well. To uh, healthy, the New South Wales punter put ten grand now on a dollar thirty. Want it, Paulie? I'm looking at the first two pages uh, in that head-to-head book, uh, and all of the all of the major bets are on New South Wales. So ten thousand, six thousand, five thousand, five thousand, four thousand. It just keeps going. All on New South Wales, uh, and, a, and prices ranging from a dollar thirty to a dollar forty-five. So. The Blues were very well backed, um, but just before kickoff and during the game, Queensland supporters got on. They knew they could feel the magic. They could sense something was going to happen, and it did. Paulie, you've got some great options here on the uh, Open Golf. Of course, you host your own golf podcast, The Cut Line. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Um, all, all of that wonderful stuff. Who do you like? We're about to tip our winners out when we go around the grounds, Paulie. I'm just having a look at some of the power plays now. There's a there's a juicy one. Jordan Spieth, John Rahm and Justin Thomas all to finish top 10, including tyres at 26 bucks. So if you think all the big guns can turn up, and they've all had success, obviously, at the Open previously, that could be something. But what's your gut telling you on the Open? Uh, look, I... I can tell you where the money's going at the moment. We'll, we'll have a look at that first. No surprises. Our worst result, Ryan Fox, currently $56. He's been in some rock-solid form on the DP World Tour. Missed out last week in the Scottish Open. But before that, uh, his consistency and level of play on the DP World Tour has been very, very good. So Ryan Fox at $56 has been very well-backed and is our worst result. Rory McElroy. Uh, is at the top of the market. He's the favourite at $11. Uh, 
Uh, and he also has been well supported. Our third worst result. Our second worst result, no surprises, Tiger Woods at $67. However, this isn't the Tiger Woods that we know. The Tiger Woods that has won, I think, two Open Championships at St. Andrews. Um, so I'm looking around for a little bit of value. Um, I don't mind the look of Matthew Fitzpatrick at $19. He's won a major now. Uh, he, he is a player who has performed on the European Tour or DP World Tour. And so I think with that pressure off his back, with him already having picked up a major championship, I really like the look of Matthew Fitzpatrick at $19. OK. OK, Paulie. Hear you loud and clear. Izzy, what about this? Tiger Woods to make the cut at $1.67? Yeah, yeah, that's a good bet. Good, too short for me. You know me. Love odds. <laughs> Love odds, mate. Love a little juicy odds. I'm actually, I know we're going to go. I'm actually with um with the first one. I'm, I'm with Foxy. I'm going to go with Foxy at the Open. I'm looking at the stats from last year to this year and the comparisons, mate. Out of the eight stats that they've got available, driving distance, he's 10th in the world. Uh, stroke average is 69. He's second in the world. <laughs> And then you look at um, putts per green and regulation, 1.6 putts per every time he's on the green. So he is trajecting in the right right way to get the job done. So I'm going Foxy. I'm going Foxy at 56 bucks to, to get the job done and be our next Kiwi major winner. All righty. Come on. There you go. Well, you wouldn't want to not be on him and miss out on the party. Paul, thank you for your time again today. Cheers, boys. Have a good one. Uh, download the TAB app today. Kempi's scrolling through the fields, and you're going to declare your winner uh, when we go around the grounds, Kempi. So just hold that tight. Sorry, There's, Louis. That's okay. That's okay. There's a couple of texts here right, where I think we should get to. Is um, People are really responding to you today. I'll read this one, then you can read the next. This is from Richie. Just watch an Izzy Dag highlight. No wonder his hair was receding. Those wheels. <laughs> and man, he could kick. Fond memories of those days. Great interview with Karate. Izzy, I don't know if that's why your hair is receding, but every time I watch your highlights, oh. one of the things I do remind myself that you had a weapon for a right boot. <laughs> oh, that's why, um, that's why my knees buckled. <laughs> I just tried to kick the head off it. I, I can't claim it. I, I've got to give it all off to my brother, Mahana. He used to take me down to the park all day. Take me down to the park when I was a five or six-year-old and would just kick goals all day, reenacting World Cup finals, reenacting big moments. And uh, that's my biggest memory. My brother, Mahana, would go down to uh, the school and, and kick goals. So, yeah, I used to love kicking the ball. Oh, just a weapon. Um, apart from when it goes dead in South Africa, that's that's when it oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's when it comes back to bite you. And there's some other good ones here, Daggy. People responding to your uh, message in your bomb squad. You want to get to a couple of those? Oh yeah. Uh, well said, Izzy. We are all entitled to an opinion, but the advent on social media this can quickly cross, cross the line. As a player, I did read the articles. Thankfully, all positive. But it was a coach. One particular incident, a certain Juno did a number on me, which affected my whole family. My kids copped it at school. So I hit back on social media, put the truth, and the official report, which had cleared me, the Juno then had to taste his own medicine, with social media blowing up at him. Ah, karma. PJ, that is from PJ. And this one, kia ora, Izzy. Good on you for calling out the well-being of our athletes and administrators. They do their best, and sometimes it doesn't go their way, or they make errors like we all do. No matter how much we're paid and trained, we don't always get things right. And uh, it's called being human. Nah, mihi nui, nui. Look, yeah, like like you said, there's a bit of resilience involved, but when it's directly at, at players that are just going out there to do their best, and coaches, 
and administrators, whatever. Um, just remember, they have family and, and they, they, they do feel. So, yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for the good messages. Beautiful stuff. There you go. Um, what about Cam Young's price, says Mark, on double eight, double three? We're going to go through it. We go around the grounds after this. Kempe has been simmering away. He's got one for us. Yeah, Can't wait. What do you got? 20, oh. 20 away from nine. We'll find out who wins the Open from um, Tony Kemp first and foremost after this. We'll also do a Greyhound charity run. Stay with us. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, three to nine. Z. Around the Grounds with Rainbird, the intelligent use of water. Yes, quarter to nine on a Thursday. Each and every week where we go around the grounds and find some winners, declare them morals like Joe does every Saturday morning on the mail run. <laughs> Miss you, Joe. Hey, um, here's one. We're going to talk, the, we're going to start at the Open, boys, and... And Harrison Marker's come through here with something that I find really interesting, and I'm kind of going to take a spin on it. But let's go to the open. Is he? You've said that you're all about Ryan Fox, and this tees off at the old course tonight, St Andrews. Mm. Ben Campbell, the New Zealander in the field, tees off at 5:46. So we're going to have a Kiwi to watch straight away, and then Foxy's yep. at 10:36 p.m. So you'll have to pull an all-nighter if you want to watch him go, Daggy. But Kimpy, everybody wants to know who's going to win. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go, here we go. Oh look, I've had a look. I've had a look at the form. I, I quite like Rory McIlroy in the last one. Um, I think he's going to go all right in this one. Uh, I can't split him with Xander Shoffley. Um and I think Jordan Spieth is going to actually. Win. So you're tipping three three golfers. Well. I'm, I actually think that's a decent bet. That's a $11 bet for them to shoot 68 or better in round one. So I think that's a good bet. But I'm going to go Xander Shoffley. I think on the back of what, he, what he's done in Scotland, I think his form uh, probably can get him home. So I wanted Rory McIlroy. I don't like the favourite tag. I think Xander Shoffley could be close. I know where you're going with this, Kempe, because... Zana Shoffley's just coming off a win. He won his last event. And I remember, if I remember vividly, I think Justin Thomas won his last event and went on to win and go back to back to win the PGA. So, that's... Oh, I figured you out now. I've got you. Okay. <laughs> so whoever's got some hot form. Zana Shoffley, is he going to win his first major? That'll be huge. You know when a group horse... When a group one horse is in the, in the gates and it looks over at the others... And, the, and it's yeah. just basically saying, I got you. Yeah, that's what happens mm. at these events. They, they're group one boys, and if their form is good going into a round, generally you, you want to jump on the back of it. only thing with that but theory would bucks. be Xander Shoffley would be like a rating 74 horse going into a group one and looking at them and saying, I'm going to beat you. Because yeah, he hasn't yeah. won one before. Yeah, but I reckon yeah, you know, you'll break your always break your duck. I reckon this is it for him. <laughs> he has been knocking on the door for a number of years. Mm. His second favourite at fifteen dollars. Uh, hey, I'm going for something that's a little bit rough, but not too rough. I think Harrison's right, boys. The golfer's life, and there is some crazy value on every LIV golf player this week. Pick the guys with swagger who won't be overcome. Now he said that DJ Bryson are the ones he's looking out for. I tell you who's going to win. Who won? at St Andrews 12 years ago. Louis Oosthuizen, where he got his one major. Louis. I think Louis Oosthuizen, who has been in notoriously terrible form this year at the majors, which has been way out of character, 
He's usually contending. He's been second at US Opens, knocking on the door at PGA Championships, continuously top tenning at the Masters. And with his newfound dollars and swagger from the LIV Tour, I think he goes back to St Andrews where he won the 139th Open and he knocks the door down and bangs it home. I'd expect him to be going really close top 10 and probably winning it. <laughs> Is that because of his name, Louis? <laughs> what, about the gig- what about the giggle on the back of it, Louis Louis? We know who likes Louis oh. Louis. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, she's, uh, she's battling a bit of COVID at the moment, Shannon. Anyway, that's uh, that's who I'm going. Should we get to keep going? We've got to keep going. Tonight on SCNZ, Cadbury Series, Silver Ferns vs New Zealand Men, 8pm. Silver Ferns. Mate, they looked good last night. They did look good. Mm. You know, they nearly got them mm. by 20, uh, the A-team. I was expecting a little bit more out of the A-team, but I think there's more improvement in the Silver Ferns. I'm going Silver Ferns. Warriors para- Parramatta tomorrow. Kempe, you got the call here on SENZ with Sammy Hewitt at Combat Stadium, 9.55pm. Well, I, I didn't like what, what Tony Ira had to say. you got two attack coaches in, in Webby and uh, Stace, and the current head coach is a defensive coach. Nah, don't, not not liking it, is he? I'm going Parramatta yeah. to do it in a canter. I'll go Warriors. <laughs> oh. okay. 10 p.m. in Ireland. Can uh, Michael Bracewell do this again? Inviting the big shot from Bracewell. And there it is. Beautifully dispatched over mid on. Bracewell finishes 42 not out. He just keeps winning the game for us. Can we do it? Hey. Cool. Yeah, Black Cap's easy, but how good's that? Because we went to England and everyone's questioning his selection in the Black Caps over AJ's Patel. Mate, he's really making a statement there and um, just showing what his class. So, yeah, I'm Black Caps all day. Yeah, this is Bracewell's time. Black Caps, he hits the, he hits the winning run again. You know, funny thing about Michael Bracewell, another guy like Daryl Mitchell who's had a life before him, before mm. he's gone into this, this setup. He's an adult. Mm. He is an older guy. He's played a lot of domestic cricket, and you're not surprised to see him not be flustered on the world stage. So, loving it. Loving the Michael Bracewell story. And, uh, look, All Blacks Ireland, Saturday, 7.05pm, Sky Stadium, where the graveyard is for the All Blacks in Wellington, this is the test of tests outside a World Cup or a Lions series. And I've said it, Izzy, can they win? I'm going to be there in the stands. I just haven't told Daisy yet. I'm just trying to figure out how I tell her that I'm going the game. And uh, <laughs> I think... <laughs> just, do what my I think... Ma- just do what my mum said and see if she's going to get a packet of cigarettes. She didn't come home for three years. <laughs> oh. Whoa. <laughs> well, I don't want to go away for three years. Uh, do you, do you I'll smoke? go away for, for 18 hours. No, 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 no. No, no, no. That's, that's bad. Uh, look, I think the All <laughs> Yeah, joking, I think the All Blacks. I think the All Blacks. Um, yeah, All Blacks, mate. All day. All day. All day. day. I, can't be- be- I can't even believe you. you've got a stutter in your voice there, mate. All Blacks. Yeah, I know, mate. All Blacks. Hey. All Blacks. Well... I don't want to leave on this note, but I, I, don't, I don't think they win. Um, so we'll finish with Matt's text. Ben Campbell to finish top 40, playing four, paying $9. Thank you, Matt. And Adam Aww. Fahey, he reckons Abraham answer with a top 24 Ryan Fox. There you go. So that's Around the Grounds with Rainbird, the intelligent use of water. Izzy, don't go buy cigarettes. <laughs> Do you know? No, no way. No way, Louis. Do you know... St Andrews is quite is it is it quite forgiving? I've I've only ever had a game on the PlayStation. It's quite wide, but like the fairways are quite wide, and, and the course is quite you know the the greens are quite big. 
So uh, there's obviously a lot of room for error, whereas traditionally the last majors, the rough has been no good. I'm mm -hmm. predicting the rough is no good here, but there's there's probably a little bit more room for, for error at St Andrews, I feel. I tell you what, the guys that bomb it long are going to get rewarded, I think, because it's going to be rock hard. Mm. You're going to get a lot of runoff, and your eye is you can yep. kind of mm. go sprawling. So Ryan Fox mm. has got to be right there or thereabouts. Seven away from nine. We'll ask Smithy who he thinks is going to win after this. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um... Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.